0: As you can see, the Zahn siblings are thriving today. <laughs> We're not We're at 100%. our best I'm, about, I'm fine. But... Oh, sh-t. I don't remember whose water's whose. Okay. Dude, what are the odds that none of us get sick? <clears throat> One in what? I think as I've a... already been sick this year. God, as a man of science, Jesse, <laughs> what are the odds? Well, that's not how it works. Uh, dang it. What's the point of you going to med school if you can't ask, answer the important questions? I'm not epidemiologist. <laughs> Damn we can get started we're gonna do a whisper asmr episode today so you we we can well <laughs> so that we can all be on the same level as rachel all right we'll talk quieter then can you hand rachel her mic <laughs> ha ha. Ha. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. okay all right welcome everyone to this week's episode of the rooftop pod i am your host jesse and today joining me we have my brother andrew and my sister rachel and uh, we're just going to get a really (laughs) quick status update from everyone but to catch everyone up we're clearly in a new location setting we are in mammoth california in rachel's bed where she has spent the last 48 hours curled up in a ball unfortunately rachel got sick right before our ski trip which is really sad because i was telling andrew i think rachel is the most passionate about skiing yep. right now and it oh. could have been any of us that got in sick but it was it rachel, was rachel. But
1: it's okay because the snow conditions are really bad the snow yeah. conditions
0: are bad it's been really warm which also isn't not the worst bad. thing but yeah i honestly yeah. like that it was super warm i did not like how it was icy yeah, the icy warm. is not good But I know that at the beginning of every ski season In Christmas time It's always going to be bad yeah. There's never really snowy Steamboat. conditions Steamboat Was not great Steamboat oh, was great did we go to- What, was what great? year was that? That was last, that was last year, last year. Was not Keith. Oh yeah, it was pretty good. Steamboat oh, was really good. You're right. It was Steamboat last year. Can't remember. It was pretty good. And then Andrew, as you can huh. tell, is uh, well, 100%. got some of scars from today as well. hundred well, percent. If you wanna really quickly, yeah, we'll explain the what are. Goofy uh, band aid on your faces. Dude, this is so embarrassing. This happened on a green, <laughs> which is where it is most dangerous because there are the kiddos. Mm-hmm. Essentially, uh, That's a kid. True. Uh, yeah, I know. Black Diamonds? Fine. Everyone Greens? knows what they're doing there. Hell no. Uh, but yeah, no, I was skiing down and a kid skied in front of me and just very poor decision making on my part. I cut to the right. There was a snow machine to the right, so I clipped it with my face. And my fingers. So, honestly, the face isn't that bad. It's just that I jammed my finger. So, overall, I skied down the slope. It wasn't too bad. Did like a quick incident report. I can move all my limbs. Honestly, on a scale to one to get hit by an SUV, it's like midway through that. So, not the worst thing. Anyways, today we're going to do our best to try to get through this podcast. Thank you, Rachel, for trooping on trooping on rachel Yay. you did get to ski a little bit today though. yeah
1: i skied for like an hour maybe yeah
0: how was that
1: oh that was good yeah, it was really I... windy it was
0: super, it was super windy. windy did you feel like very exhausted and tired after? oh yeah
1: i was like coughing the entire time oh, <laughs> i was oh. like i oh, like Lord. i stepped outside for the first time today i was like the air is so crisp but it is irritating my lungs <laughs> so bad
0: oh jeez. did you take or, a covid test
1: Oh, we don't have tests here. Have word.
0: Okay, okay. Were you able to still enjoy the experience?
1: Oh, yeah. The views are beautiful. The they're views stunning.
0: Our viewing yeah, here in Mammoth. They're really nice. So, you know, the skiing is not skiing, but the views from Mammoth, you can He's see really Yosemite. Good. There's some lakes that you can see as well. Mammoth Mountains are also just very pretty.
1: Yeah, I'd say these are definitely the best views that I've seen skiing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: Hey. I think it's up there for me too. Yeah. Have you been to Banff? No. Oh oh oh! I was in Thailand she, that she, year. She Thailand. Oh, I keep on forgetting you're in Thailand. You're right. But also, ba- yeah, no, Banff and Mammoth kind of ravel each other. I think they're wow. very, very. No, it is really pretty at the top.
1: I will say that it's like, mm, better than. Colorado. It's interesting because, like, the views in Colorado are like you're on a snowy mountain, and all the, all the mountains around you are also snowy. But on Mammoth, well, the snow on Mammoth is not good. But all the mm. mountains around are, like, barren. Like, they yeah. have no snow on them, which is so, so interesting. Spaces.
0: Anyways, yes, we're enjoying this ski trip so far. We're done with day two of four of skiing. Do we can just have a chill day tomorrow. Yeah. We're on vacation. I honestly kind of just want to ski a half day tomorrow because I don't want to... You know what I was thinking earlier today, even what? before I got hit? I was just like, why are we working so hard on vacation? <laughs> like, <laughs> I come yeah. back. I'm exhausted. Honestly, skiing feels like work if you stop enjoying what you're doing. Like, it's it's fun. But what this was the? day two. Well, it's... Mm, I woke up really early because of some noises downstairs. Couldn't fall back asleep. They wanted to go hit the slopes pretty early, which is all fine. Like, get your money's worth. Y'all left but, um, at,
1: like, 10 a.m.
0: I know, but I woke up a lot earlier than that, unfortunately. I will, uh, s- I will say skiing without an Icon Pass does make you feel like you need to ski, like, the most... Like, yeah... You want to ski every hour that you're your able worth. to ski in order to get because these lift tickets hella expensive. Don't get me wrong, still net enjoy it, still net positive experience even after your incident, after, even after getting walloped by a metal pole. I was like Andrew, if you wanted to go home so bad, <laughs> you didn't have to hurt yourself. <laughs> we would have people. taken you home, oh, oh, man. but no. he had to run himself, dude. Honestly, Andrew seemed excited when he was like, "Guys, I guess I have to go I'm home." out of commission. <laughs> I was like, I can see the gleam in that's Andrew's so eye funny. as he gets to go home. <laughs> I get to go home and sleep. But I no. In a perfect world, I'd go skiing one day, rest, another day, rest, and that's it. Nowadays, I only enjoy skiing for the views. Yeah, where there's no thrill in going down. And and the thing is, when I do something challenging like moguls, that's not fun either. It's, it's just work. effort. Yeah, and I get tired. And I'm going down <laughs> slow. I'm like, dang, why did I <laughs> climb all the way up here just to? Put in more work, so you
1: guys are funny.
0: Yeah. I used I used to really enjoy skiing because I wanted to chase this thrill of like performing tricks and stuff. I got really into freestyle skiing. Not that I could do any tricks. It's just I really got into the sport. Like I watched it, I followed it for a year.
1: It's like what he's doing with golf right now.
0: But you sustained golf a lot longer. Well, that's but yes, I, it's I true because two three years ago I was like learning how to hit rails and I like. I think I, like, sprained my... You also hurt yourself? Yeah, I sprained my MCL on my left leg. And I was on crutches for, like, a week or two. And I'm like, if I'm going to learn how to do this, it's not worth the risk. So then after that, that killed my motivation to ski completely. Wow, After I got injured. Because I was like, if I want to get really good at this sport, first of all, I'm way too old to be, like, picking up freestyle skiing right now. Injuries really do that to you. And you don't... I don't have the resources. That so was me in powerlifting. Same thing. Yeah, Tweak my exactly. back. That's like powerlifting. also killed my motivation. Getting injured really kills your motivation. That's why I like golf. You can't get injured playing golf, or it's very difficult to get golf elbow. You can get injured playing golf, but someone it's could whack difficult.
1: you in the head with a club.
0: <laughs> that's true. You <laughs> or never or know. Ball. <laughs> that I, that has actually come close to <laughs> happening to me before. Don't hit into the group that's playing in front of you. That's <laughs> very bad behavior. <laughs> I've had groups do that behind me. Dang. Hooligans. anyways today on this episode we're going to answer some of your questions that we posted on we posted a QA poll on instagram andrew and i did and you guys are really quickly you know flooding our dms with a bunch of questions i don't think we can actually answer all of them even though i said we're answering every single question so we're going to pick and choose and go through them i'm going to go through them in order of who asks the questions i've never done this before i feel like an influencer <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go starting from the bottom. Now we're here. Oh, okay. The first question is, what's the best memory that you guys had in
1: 2023? Ooh, that's
0: a cute one. Mm. That is cute. Dude, I have hella recency bias. All my friends say that. And so (laughs) so with that, I'm going to go with Disneyland California Adventures. (laughs) Dude, uh, the vibes there? On, yeah. hey if you hey, guys haven't good. seen the vlog yet the recency vibes, bias I, is I do have crazy recency bias all my friends say i have crazy recency bias. you do because by far the best memory has to be first rooftop party in brooklyn wait oh. i think that was this year it might have been no i think it was this year because we it's didn't start last year. this year oh true it was good i think the first time was the first one I remember. uh, Yeah. You were, I have a Snapchat story archive of you being DJ DJ. Khalid. Oh, me and Uh, Karina. Yeah, it was back to back DJ. Rachel and I were twinning in terms of color because I think we were both wearing something off white. I just remember it was just good vibes. It It was was like the first time you guys visited me together, I think. I think Rachel was working there this summer, so, that summer. So yeah, she was. That was before. Was... Oh, that was before, that was she, before started she started working, working Yeah, that's I think. true. Yep. yep. I believe vibes. Vi- vibes that night were great. But great vibes, dude. How are you guys not gonna put Disney? Use uh, a favorite. Cover? I mean, it's yeah. up there. Disneyland was great. I don't Y'all, think. all was... the vibes are so good. <laughs> I think
1: my my favorite was probably Europe in the summer okay that's oh fair. i forgot you did that that's yeah. fine that's, that's fine true. that was a no great kidding. time <laughs> you even did talk though about that. Yeah. you know mom was saying something about how i get like violently ill
0: when whenever
1: no whenever oh. it's just like break time
0: wow and, like it has you happened got violently ill during the summer too
1: yeah well wow. during I, well i had food poisoning in europe oh,
0: oh you're so right yeah yeah Damn, that really kills your ability to enjoy the experience. But
1: I still loved it. That's true. Because I was like, I love my friends. They're taking such good care of me.
0: Yeah, I forgot you got violent food poisoning. Yeah. Rachel, (laughs) wait till you experience something without getting violently ill. It'll be the best best trip of your life. But honestly, I think this trip was... Mm. Oh, sorry. I was going to say Dolomite's 2024. Nobody's getting violently ill. We can do that. We're doing it. Anyways, I I want to justify my explanation for I want to justify it was great. Well, I want to talk a little bit oh, more okay. about it. I think it was great because we had Philip and John join us for a sibling hangout. I think most of the year it has been me, you, and Rachel hang out. Mm. And this this time around, we got Philip and John. They got in front of the camera. They actually said some things. They p- They're warming up to the camera. They Mostly said, I don't know. Yeah, by John, <laughs> not much. They're getting there, but I don't know. I feel like they're actually a lot easier to hang out with than you would think a 28 year old in a 13 year old would get along like i love hanging out with philip and john i don't know if they can say the same about hanging out with me but i really enjoy the experience (laughs) of hanging out with them like i feel like i can be goofy and like i don't have to put on this face of like being an adult it's a good bonding experience i think going to an amusement park is actually a really great way to i was telling andrew and rachel during our time there i think going to an amusement park is a top tier date idea because it's like a fun a fun curated experience at least disneyland during uh, christmas decked out everything is really super nice merry thing. everything's super sparkly very joyful very festive so the vibes crazy and then Thank even you when Disney. you're even when you're and then even when you're waiting in lines for a ride you get to spend some quality time you get to talk you get to learn about each other which i also enjoyed doing with philip and john and then you break up these like long waits with a thrilling ride or something that's pretty entertaining so yeah i like amusement parks a lot yeah i don't go Can to go. them ever but disneyland isn't
1: it crazy thing. that mom and dad brought us to disney world
0: what, yeah when one? we were like tw- when, when i was 12 John,
1: or when philip was a little baby oh, he yeah. cried on yeah. the yeah. plane and the soccer team sang to him it was a baseball team oh yeah. my
0: goodness i do remember <laughs> yeah, philip was screaming and crying that was crazy which is so funny because when in my mind i was in what i think fourth seventh somewhere in that range I was a child, right? And we were flying the 20, and I was like, wow, all these like old men are, <laughs> are like singing to Philip. This is so cute. And now I'm like, they're all younger than me now because <laughs> they were a college baseball team. There's a bunch of kids, yeah. which is really wholesome. Actually. They were great vibes. I mean, yeah, if, they were really nice. If I heard a kid screaming crying i just throw on my airpods noise cancellation drawing that stuff out yeah let's go to the next question from jacob he has a couple questions i'm actually just gonna pick two of them what is your oh wait mm. hmm. let's go with this one first how do you stay hopeful about finding a partner in your <laughs> mid-20s <mid-twenties? laughs> Jesse, you want to take this one? So I'm going to let Andrew and Rachel take I'm over. Question. Stay, stay hopeful. say <laughs> hopeful? How do you stay hopeful? Because it's not even like how to find a partner. It's how to stay hopeful. Dang. The right person will come hey, along in the strangest of circumstances. In the strangest of circumstances. You just never know. You, you might one day get catfish and the next day find the love of your life. Hey, you might. You might. MTV catfish. <laughs> you might. Could be a not bad thing okay this is my mindset going into my late 20s uh and dating slash remaining you're pre-30s yeah, yeah yeah and honestly a lot has to do with andrew and i, I won't get Laura? too specific right now but mm. for me i realized if you spend too much time thinking about trying to find that person you're going to be really defeated because that one person is going to be super rare which means that most of the people that you're going to meet are not going to be the right person for you. And so if you spend a lot of time perseverating on the people that you've met, people that you're going on dates with and you're realizing, and you're down in the dumps about how it's not working out, your hope is not going to sustain very long. And so for me, I just think, Hey, I'm not gonna put any thought into this i'll put in a little bit of effort but for the most part i'm just gonna let life happen and if it comes it comes if it doesn't like it's fine like i don't i'm not i am a little privileged as a guy to be able to say that i'm not in a rush and i don't have to you know make things happen within a certain timeline but you're a guy and you're asking this question so my advice is just don't think about it don't make your goal when you're going out or like traveling don't make it a goal to be meeting like a partner make it to be like hanging out and creating memories with your friends and your family that you're traveling with or traveling to see and then if something happens something happens on that i don't think it's it's worth spending that much time to think about what are your thoughts i was gonna say the same thing because i think rachel and i are the same where if we don't think about stacking on a relationship in our lives it will not happen like if you're just like i'm not gonna focus on I let me know if you agree uh because you're making a face um but yeah. i'm under that mindset if i'm like i'm not gonna be in a relationship then like i could close all doors to the possibilities of being in a relationship um and i think that's what i did a lot growing up but like jesse said mm. um it's not necessarily to like put your mind to be focused on dating it's to put yourself in experiences where you are open to dating but like Mm. jesse said not making that your sole purpose Mm -hmm. so it's like yes like saying yes to things that come up like earlier this year i didn't meet anybody but like my roommate invited me to like a singles mixer because they need to even out the ratio with more guys oh um, yeah so i was just like it's very yeah. uncommon
1: is that Karina? my dj friend
0: was djing an event
1: <laughs> I'm dead. and i was just like yeah i'll That's show up
0: and so like just like talk funny. to people like i wasn't expecting to find the love of my life there but i was just like oh it's like a good opportunity to meet people so it's like say yes to opportunities but don't be like i don't know de- desperate it's so ick when you go out and your purpose is yeah. to yeah find a girl that almost like scares away girls don't do that so true yeah i've noticed that like Bleah. seeing other guys when they go out guys that so, try to ble-
1: hit on women <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: Guys that put themselves out there <laughs> no i'm kidding there is a there's a good healthy way to approach it and i think i have a lot of guy friends that are just women feel safe around them and it's not like <laughs> wait what <laughs> it's true <laughs> don't you feel safe around my best friend i do <laughs> yeah true that's absolutely, unfair. I absolutely right friends. that's how he that's i understand
1: he... why you love la so much now because yeah, it's just his family my
0: bestie is yeah. awesome and his family is also awesome but yeah i think there's i i feel like if your goal is to go out and try to talk to girls I don't know what I'm trying to say. So just don't talk to girls. That's that's what I'm trying, don't what I'm
1: trying to Don't shoot your shot. What I used to you say. You missed 100% of the shots you two take.
0: Okay, Gr- <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Michael Scott. Dang, what was I going to say? Oh, also meeting people through mutual friends definitely better way to meet people. See, pros and cons to both because yeah there are cons to that if you do end up getting together and then things if messy if they don't work out it gets messy like I think meeting uh, it's uh, but it's also scary at the same time to meet somebody with no mutuals I don't know because what if they're a psychopath you don't know that's true so uh, pros and cons both. Mm-hmm. Be safe out there. Be me safe.
1: personally, I'm yeah. not in my mid-20s yet, so I can't answer this question. Dang,
0: this is just for me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, I mean, <laughs> and it's kind of for me <laughs> looking back. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, next question. We're going to answer another one of your questions, Jacob. We'll be quick about this. Advice for new podcasters. Oh. oh. I will start off by saying, if you want to start a podcast, super easy. Startup costs. If you already own a camera very low but if you don't you're gonna have to buy a camera honestly you can film it on your phone these days we've filmed a few podcasts on our phones and then the mics and our podcast setup I mean it's gonna cut run you about a couple hundred dollars but once you start you know cranking them out you might be able to earn some money back uh, towards the podcasting but then the most important thing I think is finding people that you really vibe with and it comes off well on camera and Learn very quickly who those people are because you don't want to force conversation. I think the most important thing is finding people that you vibe well. Because honestly, well, for our podcast, since it's not informational, it's all about the vibes. The vibes, And you want to be able to set a vibe. And for us, as siblings, it's pretty natural to talk to each other since we do it so often. So find someone that is easy to talk to, to start a podcast with. Or you could do a solo pod like Andrew's roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any advice from my podcast we're not very good at the advice i'm about to give but but it's important to stay consistent <laughs> oh true <laughs> We kind of struggled that but it's find hard people we that live close <laughs> to find you somebody who lives close to you because we really do make this yeah. hard on ourselves mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good so i'm looking at advice. my questions too but yes that's i it. think
1: one other thing that jesse didn't mention that i play no part in is also the editing process mm, and, like, true. learning the software and, like, just navigating your way around. I don't even know what you use. I use Whatever Final Cut Pro. Whatever you use. Final Cut Pro. Seems like it takes a long time and I'm glad I don't have to do it. So thank you,
0: Jesse. Yeah. Editing is, once you learn it for podcasting, is quite easy. But... Yeah, that's part of the learning curve. Like I said, podcasting, low barrier to entry because the skills that you need to learn, the equipment that you need to get are all very low, which is why there's so many podcasts out there. You know what the world
1: needs more? More DJs,
0: more podcasters, more More podcasts. So true. I got some good questions out here too. I don't want to neglect. I'm going to do two more and then we can go to yours. Sweet. For a couple. Would the brothers still love Rachel if she were a worm? (laughs) what type of worm
1: think about your question care think about your answers carefully i would say
0: definitely yes because rachel would no longer be mean to me
1: (laughs) how could i be mean to jesse as a worm rachel shares a lot of
0: characteristics as worm they both love soil (laughs) oh true Oh yep. my gosh, worms, <laughs> are, it. Uh,
1: guys, worms are actually so amazing.
0: <laughs> Rachel's trying to be a worm.
1: No, because No, because for my capstone project, God, okay, sorry, um, we're designing like a compost system and mm. the guy that we're designing the compost system for was like really crazy about worms. He was like, yeah, I definitely want worms because... With composting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with composting um a lot of the time or like the highest barrier to composting for a lot of people is just the manual labor because mm. there's a lot of things that can go wrong and like you have to like manually turn the piles to aerate them oh. but
0: <laughs> i thought you were gonna say the biggest, biggest cost of of this barrier <laughs> this is the cost <laughs> of worms
1: guys this is my whole capstone project is on okay um but with worms, you get rid of all of that manual labor because they eat through all of the oh, like organic so they material. It for you. Yeah, no. and their poop is called liquid gold because it's so nutritious, and it's so good Dang. for soil. Like worms are actually insane.
0: <laughs> all right, look out, Rich That's is going to be worm I'm in saying. 2024.
1: No, no, no. But what I was saying is for our like end of semester capstone presentation we wanted to start our presentation with something like really attention getting right yeah. and so so my friend Natalie is also part of our group and we were just like what if we just got up there and started doing the worm <laughs> we ever forget what we're gonna say <laughs> just start doing the worm
0: oh I forgot what I had to say next <laughs> don't mind me <laughs> and that's our presentation like thank really you very much like- for tuning
1: in <laughs> they made this like a super high stakes presentation you had to dress uh, up like business casual
0: <laughs> you guys showed up in warm suits
1: <laughs> oh my gosh it was incredible
0: anyways That's what, have, what could have been what, what could, have been? Been? could have hey, been hey
1: we still have our final final presentation for that so just you watch out
0: mm, so yeah. that if you end up doing that <laughs> yes oh yeah Alright. Wait, uh,
1: Andrew didn't answer if you would oh still yeah. love me if I were a I worm. Said I would. Oh I okay. didn't say that
0: out loud, did I? I would. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We'll keep you really nice and cozy in a uh, well aerated, well oxygenated. <laughs> give me lots of soil.
1: raw organic Compost. matter. Yeah. Oh and Mom don't, would feed you
0: so good. <laughs>
1: don't give me citruses or meat. Oh. I can't oh, really? eat that. Worms can't eat worms citrus. Worms are or vegetarian. Meat. Oh my oh.
0: god. Thanks. Like I said, I worms that. share a lot, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of attributes. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, last question. This one might be let's do an easier one. What is your favorite Jane from the family tree? Mm, wow. gene Jane. G E N E. Like Jean. a passed down attribute from mom, dad. I thought it was Jane's um. Oh, wait, what? Like G-J-E-A-E. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Why would you think that? Well, um, I have
1: never been passed down jeans. jeans. Did I even wear jeans? Family like jeans that you passed
0: down. <laughs> That's disgusting. Hey, who wants my Levi's? What
1: do you mean? All People right, wear je- shit from the 90s all the time.
0: That, I think mm. a better way to rephrase this oh, question oh, is, twisty. what is an attribute that you admire that you think you got passed down from mom and dad oh or, i was gonna say dad's eyesight it comes in quite handy because <laughs> oh. i don't have mom's eyesight Oh, but it that's, is not it's that not good. that great it's okay. a negative one no, is fine one, it's no, one vision. no one had 20 20 okay you're right let me think of a better gene yeah. mine's not really a gene but it's, it could be nature it could be nurture who knows but i think dad's ambition mm. i really admire and i'm glad that i see it in all of us i don't think our lives will be anywhere close to what it is first of all dad wouldn't have made it out the mud like he'd be stuck (laughs) in a village he has made like a generational jump ascending from village life to like life in america and i think because we have the same ambition we're also trying to make a leap maybe not the same scale that dad did but we also are trying to like we're not happy with where we are like we want to well okay i'm pretty happy <laughs> but yeah i know what you're saying you've achieved a lot of what you set out to achieve what you're saying yeah but like we're constantly and this might sound bad but it's we're constantly unhappy and uncomfortable with where we are and it makes us want to chase more and do more for this world do more for ourselves do more for our families our friends And dad does that still to this day. He's not even here. Dude, dad said God over family. (laughs) Dad really said that he's in Thailand for a mission trips or some background context. He skipped out hanging out with his family for the holidays to do some mission work in Thailand. It's also like
1: dad doesn't like skiing. So that's
0: also true. Yeah. But does he not like spending time with his family?
1: He spent a lot of time with his family over the past couple of years.
0: Yeah, but I think there's this dad has this sense of like adventure, like I need to be doing something exciting in my life in mm-hmm. order to feel fulfilled. Yeah. Like, like whether so. it's, it's traveling true. or doing crazy mission work or making advances in his career. He's always trying to look for like that new adventure. And I think I have that in me. I'm maybe a little more ADHD about it, but I think all of us kind of have that. We're always trying to find that new adventure in us. And that's the gene yeah. that I appreciate from my parents. I think you and Rachel have that more. Because I see the way dad stacks activities on top of himself. I'm like, mm-hmm. Rachel has the same thing.
1: I know where I get it from.
0: Yep. That's always trying to do the most. All right, Andrew, what is your favorite gene? You can be. Rachel, do you got one? Because I need to think about this a little bit more. No. Oh, okay. Word, word, Dang. word. Dang. Mm. I took the best one, huh? took the best answer i don't know if i have the same ambition as dad i still i i, you I agree with you what you said dad's sure
1: discipline yeah you
0: dad's discipline yeah but like i never like dreamed of achieving a lot you dreamed uh, of making a lot of money I, I did i did in fact dream that and dad and said you'll be some backstory for the the pod listeners Junior year of high school because I just told this story I reminded of this. Junior year of high school, I was on a car ride with dad, and I told him that I wanted to be an investment banker, and dad was like, "Your life is going to be very unfulfilling if you pursue the life of investment banking and finance." Goddamn right. And he was right, <laughs> but it led you to it led me to a path where I thoroughly enjoy what I do uh, by still pursuing finance. Yeah, because now I'm just thinking about like. Things that I like from mom so that I have inherited. Like to. something softer? <laughs> look like dad right now though. We're on this trip and everyone's saying I look like dad. And I'm I don't think you look anything it. like that. What's oh, your yeah. favorite physical attribute from dad? You're tan AF. I'm tan. Oh, I, got, I got a lot of attributes from dad. I had really bad acne until I fixed that. I mean, we all uh, kind of have acne. It, Rachel uh, probably has the that, least acne. She got um, blessed with mom's, mom's teeth, mom's skin. Not mom's or mom's eyes too. Yeah. How do you say eyes in Spanish? Go, Oh, There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's the applaud button. you yeah. say sunglasses? Oh, I just learned this one. Sol day. It's like multiple no. words. gafas de sol. Gafas de sol. That was boo. It. I don't Damn, have a boo function on that here. Because now I'm just thinking like things I do and not who I am based off of your answer. And I am very much like mom where I clean for others. Act of service, that's definitely... Ah, but dad also does that too. Yeah, mm. yeah
1: the way that dad like vacuumed my car.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I think know they all both do, do that. That. Okay. a bit of acts of service. Because we, we do all inherit a bit from... It. I think yeah. that's a good gene. Yeah. Okay. We're all very good at taking care of each other. Mm. Yeah. Which makes our family very functional. Rachel we can spare Rachel if she doesn't have compelling answers she has to ration her vocal capabilities
1: this is true
0: okay (laughs) all right Andrew all All right this one's a little sad but I think it's pertinent because it's winter but what do you do when you're stuck in a period of feeling super down because I was just thinking about Mm. this seasonal depression it's winter yeah go california i have have very practical advice because new york the weather is not great in the winter it's cloudy a lot it rains a lot the vibes are great but the weather is not great but very very practical advice get out and move just like i i was inside the entire day just like working on my desk didn't leave my room for like 10 hours straight and then like the sun even the sun was shining too i was just like dang like life's good like things are going well but why am i so sad right now Mm. and then i just like stopped working i put on my headphones i ran down the new east side highway to like songs i like and immediately i was i was cheesing during the run i was i was so happy sun exposure yeah i mean there's very scientific good scientific evidence showing that sunlight exposure makes you happy it plays a big role in how you're like is. not even just through a window just like feeling the sun on your skin yeah outside you need to be immersed in sunlight just seeing it through a window is not enough you don't get enough sun exposure from that yeah. I I but yes very practical advice that i recently am trying to implement more yeah i think i've talked about this on the pod before but for me whenever i'm down in the dumps i just talk to my friends and family like i talk to my hype people people who will hype me up and make me feel good about life make me feel like i'm not that far behind i'm not like my life situation isn't as bad as it is they just make me feel loved and supported so i have like a handful of people that i know will pick up the phone and talking to them will make me feel good i keep those people close and i talk to them very often because i'm sad very often I'm just kidding. Because I just want to talk to them, and I think, especially when I'm sad, I talk to them a lot, and it's been really helpful. Just finding the people that will, you know, love and support you even in your lowest and darkest times. Yeah, I agree with that. These two happen to be two of those people, so I talk to them a lot. Yeah. You call us a lot. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. What do you mean? Think... You call us a good amount. I like talking. You to also call me. I do. That was a joke. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Jesse called me pretty recently and it was about Huh?
0: True, I did call (laughs) him.
1: And it was him lamenting about like being in Ohio and Uh, being really uh, upset about mm. being in Ohio. And how the weather was really bad because it was like gray in Ohio for like
0: hey, but several weeks. I fixed straight fixed my situation quickly the next day.
1: And then so. I was like to Jesse, I was like, you know what I've been doing during this time? I just hang out with my friends. I ignore all of my problems and I just plan events mm. with my friends, and yes. I just play all day, and I ignore all my problems and they bec- until they As become really big problems.
0: Oh, well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's not str- a healthy well, uh, way to cope with sadness and then in i case stress wondering
1: and then i stress myself out like, <laughs>
0: and then it's just this massive cycle <laughs> of stress two. and happiness <laughs> mm.
1: and then we repeat the cycle but no but honestly it's like sometimes that i'm because i feel like when you're in the dumps you become less productive too like i just mm. kind of sit there and just like oh i feel like a sack of Potato. And then Potato. I'll just like call on my friends and I'll be like, do you want to go for a walk or do you want to go get boba or do you want to go yeah. watch a movie or do you want to play sh- play games mm. or do something stupid? And then I'll go out, have a good time with my friends and then come home and be like, okay, mm. time to do work. But then at that point, my brain is on play mode. So usually I just go to bed. <laughs> and <then you're>
0: unproductive
1: <laughs> <again>. <laughs> yeah, but i i justify it to myself hey so
0: yeah. that solves the problem of being in the dumps which is yeah. what the question is which is what the question so was true and i think me lamenting about ohio i honestly oh, there's no place in the world that's actually that bad to live and Ohio's not that bad <laughs> okay. to live. it's just that i don't have friends there mm. that's the mm. problem but after i call rachel i put in some effort to make or strengthen some of my existing friendships with people that i was like oh i, I really enjoy hanging out with this pe- person but i haven't really put that much effort into these friendships so uh, one of my goals for 2024 is investing in friendships mm-hmm. relationships. anybody in cleveland in and ohio. needs friends no 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 this is not oh. an ad for oh okay i i don't need an ad to make friends i'm happy with the friends <laughs> that i have Dang. none of them are in ohio no that's the problem but it's okay <laughs> I visit my friends a lot, and I visit you guys a lot. So, generally speaking, I'm pretty happy. Nice. Okie dokie. All right, next question? question. I'll do... It's not that deep. Um, is genuine happiness at a job important, or does the amount of money trump that emotion? Ooh. That's a good question, I think. Good question. Good question. Rachel, you're about to enter the workforce. What are you, you prioritizing happiness yeah. or money
1: mentioned this on the pod before but i think i've come to the conclusion that there's no job that will make me like very happy because we live in a capitalist society and everything Mm. is done for the bottom line
0: not in science not in academia
1: yeah, and but then there's in no academia, monetary
0: motivation. The motivation is like still not that good, but it's publisher not
1: payroll.
0: Yeah, it's it's a different type of motivation. Yeah, but it's and not money. Eighty
1: percent of people are unemployed. Okay. <laughs> and you just <laughs> wait for people you're doing to research die off,
0: to help.
1: so okay. you can have a professor role. <laughs> okay.
0: So sad. Hey, honestly, the way I think it's going no now. There is no
1: perfect job out there.
0: You can get a job if you have money. Hold up.
1: Dang. I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna jump off of Rachel's Okay, yeah. Last point, because I think this is what I was thinking when I read the question of there mm-hmm. is no perfect job, and that's something I came to terms with very very early. Even in high school, I recognized that what would make me happy at a job was not even the work I was doing, but the company I was surrounded by. Mm. I think a good work environment, honestly, like company, yeah, company culture might be like high. Like you might be making a buttload of money, but surrounded by just people who are just yelling at you, toxic behavior, a lot of like office politics and, I don't Not know if any amount yeah. of money, unless you really are that money driven, will like s- be able to solve mm. the bad vibes. So I think it does come to a balance. Um, don't
1: let corporate America dull your sparkle. Yeah.
0: Like don't ex- I like I never expect my corporate job or what I'm doing to fulfill like the satisfaction that I get from like my personal relationships. Like for me Honestly, like I do treat my job as like meeting my financial needs. So as long as my job gives me financial security and it doesn't stress me out, that's all I'm kind of hoping for from a corporate job. Mm. Um, I think
1: also what plays into this is like your personal like standard of living, like what mm, level of standard of living true. you're comfortable mm. with because I feel like for me personally, like I don't have a super high standard of living mm. whereas like Andrew enjoys the little things and there's like nothing wrong with that but it does require more recent, income.
0: Though, I think once you started making money, you started being like, Oh, I can splurge on like nicer things now, and I enjoyed Uber. Nicer things. I will do I still won't do that actually. <laughs>
1: but I think like you're Andrew right, has right, always right. prioritized like a, a nicer place to live if that makes sense. That's yes. true. All Only the places I've lived have
0: been nice. After my internship, it becomes, it stems from a very pertinent summer, which was summer of my sophomore year. I lived Upper West Side in a Fordham student's one bedroom. Yeah. To give that mom found on WeChat, I was paying a grand a month in oh, New that's York so City. Bad. A lot of flies. And I just remember one of my home friends came to visit New York. And we were, like, running around the city all day. And then we were just like, oh, we're kind of tired. What do you want to do? And then she was like, oh, why don't we, like, stop by your place? And I'm like, "Mm, we could. And I just felt so bad that I didn't have a place to, like, Mm. host somebody. Because to give you the level of cleanliness, it was as clean as some of our house, uh, some of the houses in the village, but more cluttered. So that was, like it was not a good place but yeah i really i I was getting paid what two grand a month in my internship in new york so very very low funds i don't know and i I honestly after that experience you're right like i prioritize my living space i was Mm. like i will pay more to live somewhere nice because that is important to me yep i agree yep i think to go back to the question wait what was the question again? I have some thoughts. I don't know if it addresses uh, Is the genuine happiness at a job important or does the amount of money trump that emotion? I don't know if I answer that either. But Genuine happiness at a job is important if you can't find happiness outside of your job. <laughs> hey, that's true. That's true. You're I right. think this if you're true. working for corporate America, it's really hard to find genuine happiness unless you just love stacking bread and that's like your mode of happiness. Mm-hmm. But I think in corporate America, the way to genuine happiness is finding a job that allows the most flexibility and flexibility over your free time or you
1: just drink the kool-aid
0: or you drink the kool-aid but it's not all
1: the kool-aid
0: i think if if you're able to find a job with flexibility that allows you to pursue hobbies and passions outside of your job you can be really fulfilled i think andrew's a great example of that his job affords a lot of Flexibility, flexibility, which yeah. allows him to pursue a lot of his passions outside of working for as yeah. a data analyst. Um, and, and great work-life culture. Great work-life work, yeah. work- balance and work culture. Yeah. And I understand it's kind of a privilege to be able to find a job like yeah. that. But again, I think you can find a job that is flexible with, with your time. <laughs> but you can also find a job that has great work culture and then find fulfillment there. In terms of the money... I never thought that money was. Wait, what was the question again? For the money part, keep <laughs> gay. <laughs> <laughs> Does money trump the emotion? Does the money know? never trumps happiness? But <laughs> yes. I, I, I grew up thinking that money was vain, and people who pursue money, like Andrew, are vain right. people. Okay, fine. But <laughs> I recently came to the realization, after seeing Andrew make some money, <laughs> I'm like, wow, having money is kind of nice because you can progress mm-hmm. your life, and you can pay for other people and that's the thing once you have money i i don't even think the nice parts about having money is mm-hmm. being able to treat other people mm-hmm. and like enhance the experience of people around you money shouldn't be your sole goal but it is important before as for me i chose to go into medicine because i thought it was a noble cause and uh which it is, but I also chose like the least- Monetarily- (laughs) The most resistant path to money. I love what I do. It's just that the standard and quality life that I'm trying to afford myself doesn't come from my schooling. And eventually from my job, it's not even, that's not my focus. Like my career was never meant to make money. My career was just to do something I love doing. And I'm coming to realize now in my late twenties that like making money is like pretty important when you're getting older. So now I am doing things that make me money outside of school. I hope that helps answer the question a little bit.
1: I think another important consideration that has been brought up to me several times because I'm graduating. Ha 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 ha. Is. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Anyways. Rachel's graduating. Whoa. Just to go
0: to more school.
1: Anyways. Is finding a job that will give you the most growth and learning opportunities Mm. and not so much focusing on the money for at least like the first couple of years that you're working, at least if you're going into industry, just like finding a company that will give you the most ability to like learn from people, learn from the work that you're doing and like have the greatest flexibility because like If you're fresh out of college, you're like 21, 22, chances are you have no idea what the hell you're doing. Mm -hmm. So like finding a job that gives you the opportunity to like rotate through different roles Mm. or like be in a role that's like super broad so that you Mm. can kind of cherry pick the kind of things that you figure that you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's also important consideration. I don't know if that plays into happiness or money at all, but also something to think about if you're in your early 20s, I guess
0: yeah i think the roadmap to a high quality life is to spend your first couple years outside of college prioritizing finding what you love to do and And then mid-20s you capitalize on what you love to do and make money doing that that's good advice and then late 20s you just keep coasting or you pivot if you find out that you don't like what you're doing anymore yeah yeah i will say i think so a lot of my, I don't necessarily think it's fair to call it a mistake, but what I see a lot of people do is stay at a career for too long that they know they don't like doing. Mm. It. Cause it's only going to get harder to pivot once you're in like five, 10 years deep. Mm. So like, I'm three years out of college and I've <laughs> pivoted three times. Three I've times. worked in apparel. I've worked in finance and I've worked in media entertainment yeah. and because i was applying for entry-level roles it was very easy for me to Mm. just not i wouldn't say very easy it was easier for me to jump from like one industry that i didn't have any experience to another versus if you're trying to jump by the time you're already like a senior manager or director Mm. it's gonna be really hard to go from like a financial services firm to Mm. like a, a streaming company yeah um Pivot, yeah. a lo- so pivot, pivot often and hard yeah i mean granted there's always like ways to like a lot of people use like grad school or mba to like repivot, but when you're young you don't have to pay like a quarter million dollars to like go to school and pivot mm. i don't know where this tangent came from but yeah. yes pivot take early. advantage of your youth yes. kids i think a lot of our listeners are college aged this person asked what major would you choose if you could do it all over again mm-hmm. and still have your current friends and teachers oh interesting hmm. rachel i what was would asked you do? this
1: question really recently actually uh-huh. um i said going into college i was like between a couple majors or like i knew i was civil engineering going in but i was like oh floating the idea of like going down several different paths one of which was Also, pre law, but like pre law is not a major. I thank God I ruled that one out. Oh my gosh.
0: That sounds terrible. You do not need to be doing more on top of what you're doing. Mm
1: -mm. Well, pre law isn't like you don't have to take more coursework on top of it. Oh, really? Yeah. You just have to study for the LSAT and oh. apply for law schools, which I already applied for grad school, so I'm yeah sure it's, like, not that much different, but, like, going to law school and paying, like... Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Lots of money. The return on investment. You kind of you yeah. have to go into big law to pay yeah. that off, too. Same anyways. Anyways. Um,
1: anyway, but the other one was... The thing is, like, I'm a very mission-driven person, so I only mm. do things that I think will have a lot of... Like good societal impact, mm. and but like based off of I guess like academic interests and things that I like just really enjoy, I would have really loved doing earth science. Earth science. Yeah, but like Wait, so what, what I learned is the mission about
0: of earth science.
1: What is the mission? Yeah,
0: like what? Well, so here's the thing.
1: You if you do earth science, you either go into academia or you work for big oil.
0: Wait, what? Oh, Wait, how's that, that a mission? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big oil. Big
1: oil. <laughs> um
0: song <laughs> we looking at you
1: because big oil has a lot to do with like the earth rocks you uh, know uh, like, and like where you can drill and yada, yeah yeah yada, it's whatever, lucrative
0: whatever. it's really soft. so
1: that's why we did not go down the earth science route however i love rocks <laughs> and i would have loved I mean, looking, looking at a lots rocks. of rocks
0: we loving rocks cool nice andrew what would you have chosen honestly no, i think i wouldn't have chose a different major because i switched from finance to something called major sound because it was easier because unless you're going to med school or like something else that requires a specific degree your degree doesn't matter you can learn everything on the job so honestly i just chose the easy way out and it it was great everyone needs to take a page out of andrew's book because choosing the path of least resistance life works hard. smarter this not works harder really well <laughs> sometimes life is already really difficult make things a little bit don't easier challenge yourself, yourself. Yeah. don't just, challenge yourself
1: but just, just do things the easy way
0: things easy way. like if i got a degree in finance versus getting a degree in opum like i did it all would have been the same. Like I, I could have gotten an investment making banking job if I really want to. This is very specific to business, specific to IBM consulting, because you don't really need that much specialized knowledge as a first year analyst. You don't. Any other degree this doesn't really apply. But I started off with finance, I changed to opum. I think the only what thing does opum stands for for operation the out information there. management. Ugh. I don't even know what that means. With a concentration in systems and analytics, I don't know what, what that means. The... A lot of Excel. Jesse calls me a lot of help for Excel, and yeah. it helps out a lot. Hey, um, he's a god at Excel. <laughs> Bro is crazy on Excel. Bro, speed runs <laughs> Excel, Excel docs is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one. It's like the only skill I got from college. But I think the only thing I would change is to take more fun classes. I took classes where I was just like, oh, this would help me in my job. But I should have just taken classes that I was just like, dang, nice. this is cool. Oh, Well, no, like my favorite class at Georgetown was Asian American literature. It was a great mm. class. It was. Yeah, and I wish nice. I took like more classes like that. Yeah, I, I agree. Take fun classes in college. My favorite class was neurophilosophy we learned about the philosophy behind consciousness and then mixed that's in good. some neuroscience on it that's dope fascinating class that's pretty cool Do you um, need more Rachel? no
1: it's okay. okay
0: yeah the reason why i'm saying pick the route of least resistance is because i chose the path of most resistance <laughs> in college and i decided to double major in math and neuroscience <laughs> for some dumb reason And if i had to do it all over again i would not have done the math major yeah i mean things come a little easier but i don't really use my math degree that much as a med student if you're going pre-med just pick the easiest major that will get you the (laughs) highest gpa people don't really care if you chose a harder major they just look at your gpa as like a threshold and i think i would have gotten a lot more med school interviews had i just been a neuroscience major my neuroscience gpa was like a 3.96 and like and my math my math GPA brought me all the way down to a 3.81, and Dang, if you have a three po- <laughs> if you have a 3.96 applying to med school, you are golden, my child. So choose the path of least resistance. Oh. If you're trying to do medicine, I mean, if you're genuinely curious about something, like I actually wanted to learn applied math and statistics, I decided to choose. You really it. are like dad. That. that ain't me, g, Yeah. So I decided to pursue it. That shit was hard though <laughs> It does not come naturally to me I, I'm not quick on my feet And a lot of these math tests Like a lot of questions Very short amount of time If I had like a day or two To like chew on those questions I'm the kind of person That will solve a problem eventually But on a time crunch Not as good Anyways I hope this episode was helpful We'll be answering more of your guys' questions On the next episode uh, So tune in for that With that Any final thoughts before I check us out? Nope 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 with that happy holidays and happy new year's everybody and i'm your host jesse and signing out with me is my brother andrew and my sister
1: rachel and
0: we will catch you on the next episode of the rooftop pod
1: peace